1: Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Here we are once again. It's good to have you back, good to be back. Uh, Thank you for your kind words regarding the podcast. Thank you for your continued support. It's always well appreciated. Uh, It's just nice to know that you're there and you're loving it and there's been loads of great feedback from everybody and conversations and messages and we're having a chat and... It feels like there's a wonderful community, like I've said before, of people that we're, we're building up and we're all supporting each other. And it's really nice when I see people that I know that have, that have met via the, the the podcast, talking to each other. It really gives me a, a warm feeling inside. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. So well done. I love it, I love it. I've been, uh, I've been getting myself out and about. I've been, uh, I've been doing a bit of exercise, but not... not uh, I talk about this in the episode. Actually, we uh, we, we we touched on this. That, you know, it's I've been just getting out walking. Go, okay, what I do? Stick, I charge my headphones up, charge my phone up, put on a coat, put my shoes on, and off I go. Just marching. I go for a big old march. Go for a, just go for a couple of hours. You know, if you can't do that, I've okay, got time. Then you know, I, I get it. But if you can, I urge you to get outside and have a walk. And I just and all I do, I have a wander. I grab myself a coffee. I keep walking and then I might have a a cup of tea later on or I might not, it depends what mood I'm in. But I just find that rather than donning, you know, exercise equipment and and gear and, 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 you know, to, to make myself feel like I'm actually doing something, I don't really need all that. As long as you're out and a bit of fresh air and having a walk, that's all you need a bit of music you'll be fine speaking of music what you need to do you want to get the tuned up time machine which is on uh, on the Mixcloud app from uh, Islington Radio I'm telling you now I, it's one of the best radio shows out there producer Paul and I uh, we, we, we cut loose and, we, and we, we, put the, we put on a load of great music we have a load of chat in between it's a really good listen and, it's, uh, and like I say, it's on, the, it's on the Mixcloud app, so you should get involved with that. we you've got to do is download it onto your phone, and then you've got amazing, amazing radio shows from Islington Radio. You know, we've got the sweary, uh, sweary Witch. I can never say it, right? I can never say it. That's a good show. We've got the Heavy Heavy. We've got uh, Stu Whiffins on there with his show, uh, Off The Beat and Track. There's loads, there's loads of good shows. So get involved, uh, and the Tuned Up Time Machine is, is yours. It's have it. you can have it, so take it. Um, Also, we've had a a lovely uh, review from MCAN228. Hello, MCAN228. Five stars, love these podcasts. Uh, Really interesting, insightful conversations. Touching on important topics, but also light-hearted and thoroughly enjoyable. That's what we're aiming for. That's perfect. What a perfect review. If you are listening to this, and and, you, you are, aren't you? drop us a review it's a, it doesn't take a minute um, you know five stars obviously don't drop us a shit one if you don't like it then don't listen it's, it's, it's your choice you can go away and do something else but if you like it please do you know because that pushes up the charts Get subscribing as well. I mean, subscribing doesn't even hurt you. It just means that the things will just appear on your phone automatically. You don't have to go and seek them out. And then that pushes it up as well, and that gets us in front of more people's ears. In front of more people's ears? Uh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. It gets us into the ears of more people. That means more people have this conversation, and it keeps going and keeps going, and more people start to feel better about the world around them. That's what we're trying to do. Bring a little bit of love in the afternoon or the morning. Or the evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Anyway, this week's guest, Mark Lemon is his name, and uh, I became aware of him via Instagram. And he's, 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 for want of a better phrase, he's been on such an incredible journey. Because you know, when he was a kid, uh, his dad was murdered. And, to, you know, you're, where would you start with that? Where would you start to unpack that? but uh, hard enough. If that happens you know, as an adult, but as a kid, you, I don't, I don't know what he must have gone through. And so, we got him on the podcast to talk about it, and we got, we really got stuck in talking about grief and. And the different effects that it has on different people, and you'll hear it in the episode. it's a really, really great chat, and it really opened my eyes to a lot to to grief, you know, because I've I've not experienced it yet, not really, and it, it you know I'm getting older now, so it's going to start to happen, and you know, and what, how do I prepare for it, and do I prepare for it, or you know, and, and so it was a really great chat talking about that, and we also talked about. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, and and the, and what needs to change. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, what, you're about to hear it. It's a really good conversation. He's a very, very lovely man that has dealt with something so awful in such a beautiful and positive way that I couldn't wait to get him on and for you to hear what he had to say. So, coming up in a bit is Mark Lemon. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com weightloss.
0: A podcast from producer Paul
1: I saw your Instagram and it really it touched me and I know when I saw the picture of you, I saw the picture of your son at yeah. the grave. With your father-in-law and it stopped me in my tracks I just it was something that I, I don't under I don't couldn't comprehend what you lot must be going through right now mm. yeah it was it was
2: it was such a big moment seeing that you know because he asked to be involved as well you know and, yeah. um, because it was a Caribbean um, funeral. You know, obviously they have the usual traditions and they have the rum at the, at the you know, the graveside. Yeah. And, you know, normally you're supposed to pour it, but they were all drinking it. But that, <laughs> that was funny. But then um, but then all the, the guys, you know, took a shovel and they were digging and um, filling the grave. And he said, oh, Dad, would you mind if I had to go? And I was like, no, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a friend of mine took the picture and it just, honestly, for the whole day, obviously it was really difficult for all of us, but to see him doing that and how proud his granddad would be of him mm. to, to, you know, to kind of have the courage um, to do it, you know, it was, was really special. And obviously, and, and kind of as well, something resonated with my own dad and, 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 um, and sort of going back to the funeral from the, when he died, you know, yeah. he kind of, so a lot of things kind of really resonated with that, that image, like you said. Yeah.
1: It was a beautiful thing. It was, I really, I liked the, it, it was like this, it was all, it was, yeah, you're saying goodbye to a loved one, but it was a sort of, it was a celebration that the fact that they'd been here in the first place and, you mm. know, and everybody was, everybody had gathered round to to do to, to their bit to send them off in the most perfect way. It was, it was really, I've not seen that before. I've not been to many funerals, but I'd never seen sort of that. It was, it was a yeah. beautiful thing. And it was, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, you know, grief, grief has come up before on here. We had Eshan Akbar uh, a little while ago, and he was talking about when he lost his mum and how he, how he, the grief doesn't go away. He said, well, it's like? It's like a box, and in that box is a button, and the button is the grief, and in the box is this, it's, it's, it's this ball that's forever pushed onto the button, so the button's always pushed down. But as you go along, the ball starts to get smaller in the box." And so Mm. the and so it sort of the button gets released a little bit, but then the ball bounces round in this box, and every now and again it'll push the button, and you will feel it again. So you don't like. I I saw your your, what you said, the letter you wrote to your to your 12 year old self, saying like it doesn't, the the the, the pain won't. It it gets better, but it doesn't go. You know, you just find a way of carrying it round. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it's it's that analogy is is perfect. You know, and I think and i've
2: heard that one as well and it's mm. just you know and i and i, I kind of call it a, a coat you know on some days it's heavier on others it's lighter and you know yeah. and, and but it's a coat you'll always wear and yeah. uh, and and it's sort of i think a lot of people sometimes don't realize that grief is like that you know it's it doesn't go away and um, you just learn to live with it really
1: um, yeah but well, some people yeah. feel like my partner she lost her sister to, to uh, a brain tumor and and sometimes like she talks about her sister every single day, mm. and we joke sometimes. You know, we make jokes, but I go, "Blimey, it's not even lunchtime, and you're talking about." It. You know, like sort light of lighten the mood. But it's it. Sometimes I feel she's she feels embarrassed that she's still there's a, a, a tiny amount of embarrassment that she's still grieving. You know, and mm. it's like you've said, it just you will always grieve, you will always mm. miss that person.
2: Yeah, I've had that <laughs> last year. We um, had an article and it was, you know, the Daily Mail being what it is, but it was in the Daily Mail and it was to do with a book that I'd sent to Prince Harry. Um, you know, they always say, don't read the comments. But I, I read like two or three mm. and that was it for me. But, it, uh, you know, someone was like, oh, you know, this happened years ago. It should be over it by now. You know, yeah. what's he still banging on about this for? You know, and it was like, OK, um, until you've walked in someone's shoes and you felt that pain, you mm. don't know. You know and and you know I'd like to think that whoever has written that or said that comment hasn't actually experienced that themselves because um, it's only until you feel that that, that you really do understand that um, you know it's a it's a taboo subject in this country it's one that we yeah. really do shy away from it's one that we don't know how to approach we don't know how to talk to people about um, more often than not it's our own sort of insecurity and and um, uh you know just you don't want to upset the person which is fair enough you know if mm. it's someone you love you don't want to make them upset you don't want to make them cry but you know i always say that they felt the most unimaginable pain already so what are you going to do you know yeah how you how how worse are <laughs> they going to feel you know yeah and i'm sure it's like you know like you say with with your partner you know it's just like you know they want to talk about them it's our yeah. way of continuing continuing um the legacy
1: yeah, well, that's it. I mean, one of the one things that uh, Jay told me that her sister had said at the end was like, I "Don't, I just don't want to be forgotten." And, mm. and I was, oh wow, it really hit me. And then, and then, like we joke now, like you know, you go, I wish, of course you will be forgotten. Don't don't stop banging on about it. You know, it's that there's the, there's yeah. a humor there. and We have a laugh, but yeah, continuing to talk about the, these people mm. because they did touch you. They were, they did, they, they were, they made an impact on you, and and it's important to keep those conversations going. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's also important to teach children that, you know, I think that's
2: more often than not as adults. um, We sort of sweep it under the carpet or, you know, after a couple of years, you're expected to move on with your life and continue. And, and so if we're teaching our children that, what are they going to do with that grief? And it's just a cycle that just continues. And, and that is where I always kind of link mental health to grief is because, a lot of children, a lot, a lot of adults, you know, don't talk about it, and it manifests and it goes somewhere. And how does that manifest, and what does it do? And 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 it turns into like anxiety, sadness, anger, yeah. you know, all of these natural emotions that will just kind of pop up later on in life. And and so, yeah, that's that's also why I talk about it a lot is because mm. I don't want I don't want that teenager to wander around like I did, you know, yeah. feeling that sort of mental health struggles. And also not really understanding why I'm feeling like that, you know, mm. because you, you you're, it's not perceived as a mental health problem. So you're like, okay, I'm just continuing with my life, but yeah, I feel all these strange yeah. feelings that I've never addressed because the adults around me didn't know how to how to support, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that was it. When I was growing up, death was... I never got taken to any funerals when, when relatives passed on. Um, it was always it was always kind of you were kind of you know oh you know they've just gone somewhere else you know they haven't, never they didn't really explain that they've they've they have now they're not here anymore and one day you won't be here anymore and and i remember the with the day i realized that my parents were going to die one day and i'm like oh and it just, i just I was sitting on the bed and just sobbing because i hadn't been told about it i just discovered yeah. it on my own and and so it was which was why it was a beautiful thing when i saw your son with the, like the grave, and he was helping fill in the grave, and and I was like, oh, "This is how it should be." You're you're showing exactly what goes on. It was yeah. a
2: really beautiful thing. I said to my wife yesterday, "I was I'm so pleased that they were there." You know, yeah. it was it was um, Otis and Thea, my children, and then their um, their cousin was there as well, and and I just thought it was really nice for the three of them to experience that because, like you say, we don't tend to um, involve children and a lot of societies a lot of countries children do go to attend the funerals and they are part of that and i think when you're sort of involved in that at a young age you start to build a better understanding of kind of not being afraid of death but understanding the process of it you know yeah which um you know i remember I, i the only funeral i had ever been as well was my dad's and 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 then other than that, you weren't really invited because you know it was like no children allowed sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so then you have all these kind of thoughts as to what happens at a funeral, how yes. are you supposed to act, how are you supposed to be? I don't know. Yeah, it's quite. It, it can be quite difficult,
1: really. Yeah, I do like the the, the people that se- like say they celebrate the life. They're like, instead of mourning the fact that the people have gone, it's like wow. But then they. You know, you look around and there's a huge congregation, and you're like, "Wow, they touched all these people. These, mm. this is how special this person was. All these people have down tools and gone. I just want to go and pay my respects to this, yeah, this person that touched my life for however long it was. And, and that's what we need to do, encourage the celebration. You know, I was watching a great um, program the
2: other day about New Orleans and how, yeah. you know, on on the way to. The sort of I guess procession on the way to the funeral, you have all the wailing and the crying and all of this, and then on yeah. the way back, it's like a festival. They're all just dancing, yeah. you know, singing, and it's. It, I think it's that kind of approach that would be amazing to yeah. to, to
1: try and adapt, you know, or, or so. take I think, on. I think yeah, I think I, I think you know i mean i can't speak for other countries but in my experience british people were very you know stiff upper lip and holding yeah. together and you know just be respectful and it's like you know that we're right we're, like, we're saying goodbye and that's what we're doing it's like yeah but i remember working at a funeral parlor about 20 years ago and i remember being at the grave and we turned up early and it was very early in the morning so there was it was like a film so there was mist on the ground um and the sun wasn't up very long and and we were preparing the grave and it was for it was for a black family and all of a sudden from all directions people started appearing out of the mist but they were singing a song and it was Mm. like a really low i don't know what the song was but it was it was one of the most sensational things i've ever experienced in my life yeah and it they came from all sides, and they were all sort of humming and singing the same song. And it was, and then they just all gathered around the grave, and then they were all kind of swaying and still singing the song. And mm. I had tears. I had, I was sobbing, yeah. with with a weird feeling of happiness and and sadness, and it was it was odd and great at the same time. And yeah, that, that, so more a celebration should be more should be what we're doing it should be it should be and i think that's why you know the conversation that's why
2: i'm so passionate obviously about talking about this subject Mm. so much is because you know we do have a lot of people out there who don't know how to approach it don't know how to talk about it you know and and so um you know especially on my instagram you know getting messages from people saying thank you for talking about this subject you know and more often than not the words that i write are my own sort of internal you know sort of an internal healing if you like, but um You know, and and hopefully they resonate with other people. But when you, so when you get sort of messages saying, oh, that really connected with me and, you know, it sort of, it makes you realise how the conversation needs to keep going. Absolutely. Um, Because, yeah, there there is still that kind of a bit of a stiff upper lip, you know. Mm. Don't know how to approach. Yeah, yeah. I think the pandemic has really kind of brought it out there in terms of obviously the magnitude of deaths that have happened in this country, and so you haven't been able to hide away from it really. Is you know it's on the news every day, the death toll, and you know, yeah. And so people kind of have have had to think about it a bit more, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a. It's funny this because before COVID, these people were just going about their lives. They had no idea, you know, that they was they were suddenly going to be taken by this mystery illness. And mm. and it's a is a it, I don't know, but this it, I well, I tell you, I this I did I used to do some gigs. I used to do some gigs for troops. And I did a gig at one of their hospitals. And and so I got I went, they went, go out and meet everybody before the gig, go and, go and acclimatise. And so I walked out and there was a young girl coming towards me on crutches and her legs were sort of dragging behind her. And I went, oh, fuck. and I went back in the office and, and Angie, who's the, the, the woman running, it, went, you're right. I went, I just, I know people get ill and, and, you know, that's nature and things happen, but someone did that to that woman, mm. like a person, another person did that to that, to that person. I can't, I can't get my head around that. It's just suddenly struck me. And then with COVID, like this happened and it, it did, it wasn't their fault. They were just taken suddenly. Yeah. And, and like with you, with your story, you know one day your your dad was there and then he was taken by another person and mm. you can sort of get your head around it if it's an illness like you know it's not nice it's not great it's horrible of course it is but when yeah. someone takes that person the the feelings must be yeah. like, imaginable, unimaginable i can't yeah i can't get my head around how what you must have gone through
2: yeah I mean, at that point it's it's such a surreal feeling i always kind of put it as to uh you know, one minute someone's there, yeah. you know, in the morning you're saying goodbye, see you later, and and then at sort of quarter past three, 20 past three in the afternoon that day, you're being told that they've died, you know, and they are yeah. gone, and that's it. You know, there's no closure, there's no understanding. You know, it, was, it, yeah. it, it wasn't it was an illness, you know, it wasn't yeah. something that had taken over their body and, and then they died and you had sort of a bit of, maybe a few months to sort of at least say goodbye. Uh, it was, you know, subjected by someone else you know totally out of your control and so yeah there's a huge amount of trauma that comes with that and and um and you have to you have to kind of navigate that as as time moves on and try and make sense of it and Mm. um and i think that's what i did you know i sort of always you know it took took me a little while but i kind of uh i sort of realized that i had to make peace with it in a way I i was obviously you know angry at the world for what had happened and 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 that it had changed my life and my family's life forever but I couldn't have any vengeance towards that man otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you I probably would be somewhere else you know yeah. and so I needed to I needed to let go of that and um and yeah the pandemic is kind of in a similar vein really in terms of well all of a sudden you've, you've got them and then they're gone you know yeah. by this, this this strange illness and and there's going to be a lot of trauma happening because of it, and 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 you know, starting from probably next week or even this week, you know, it's like a lot of anniversary for people mm. um, going into lockdown, and, and oh, it's yeah, sort of pro- of kicking in, kicking in in this country, you know, and so it's going to be a, a really difficult, I think, next sort of six months for for so many people in this country with their grief and knowing where to put that.
1: Um, yeah it's that it's that like you say you're angry at the world and it'd be easy to lash out and and take it out on other people you know yeah. just you just be a prick to everybody you know like, well my dad got murdered so i'm just gonna right i just i see it and it and it and you'd be and you'd have every right to be that angry and that uh, and, and that and what i want and what i want, and just need some kind of just fucking yeah. not but i need i need yeah. payment for what you fucking took from me yeah, and that's and that to be able to deal with that takes such an inner strength that I don't know many people that would do that would be able to do that, you know, and, and I, stay I, as focused as you seem to be. It's 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 really strange how I mean I,
2: I you know I'm not a huge I don't go to church and stuff like that but I've always been quite spiritual in terms of mm. feeling something else you yeah. know it's pushed me along or guided me or you know whispered in my ear and said look maybe do that instead of that you know Mm. um, but yeah I I don't know there's something always been driven inside of me that's kind of just said look you know I'm always here anyway you know and I do I I, I, in a strange way I do feel his presence and I you know I I sort of say that if I want to ask a question you know hopefully sometimes he can give me a silent silent answer but yeah, it's you know, and that's why that's why throughout my sort of teenage years, I I, I didn't really, I didn't know how to address how I was feeling, but yeah. I, I sort of had an inner feeling that I had to do something about it um, on my own. Like I said, by making peace with the situation, um, but it still continues to, you know, manifest itself in many ways throughout my life. You know, yeah. it will, it always will. It always will, and thankfully, yeah. my wife's quite understanding, and she's very like. Listen, you have to understand. You've gone through this unimaginable trauma as a child, and you know where, where is that going to go? How are you going to deal with it? And um, and I think that's why I wanted to sort of try and channel that by. You know, writing a children's book for kids mm. about it, and and also my own podcast talking about it because it was sort of a cathartic process for probably a bit like you and a way, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking to people about a similar situation or someone that's felt the same pain, and um. Yeah. And it's it's just a way of kind of uh, yeah, just talking about how you're feeling and hopefully helping others who are yeah.
1: listening. Well, that's you know? it. It's that. It's yeah. I get a buzz out of talking about sh- mine stems from shitty behavior when i was growing up you know i wasn't a great i wasn't a great guy in relationships and things like that but right. and now i've kind of found who i am and and the, the the better side of me now i'm i feel great talking to other men that have been similar in similar situations like cheating on partners and all that sort of thing so yeah there is that buzz of going mate look i get it right we fucked up but mm-hmm. let's not fuck up anymore let's going forward yeah let's let's keep talking about it and tell other people about it and we'll gather it it's like at school yeah. when you'd walk around the playground gathering people to play like, who wants to play war or whatever yeah. you were doing you're <laughs> gathering people and you feel like i'm doing that and it and 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 with this with the conversation because like i say i've never really experienced grief not yet I've, I've had granddads that died when I was a kid, but I, didn't really, mm. I wasn't really close to them. And my best yeah. mate's mum passed away about 18 years ago. But again, we weren't really close. So I, don't, I haven't had that, that. And so talking to you and, mm. and my partner and, and getting an understanding of what it feels like, you know, and, and what happens not just to you, but your family as well, like your mum... Yeah. Like, how did your mum cope with it? How did, yeah. you know, that's... The, I mean, that... You know, that's... I don't even know the questions to ask. It's a, I think it's... Um,
2: I think I, that's probably why it was so emotional when I became a dad myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I had Otis for the first time. There were so many different emotions that I was feeling because, well, not only was I a dad myself, but I also had a son, and I thought, okay, well, this is, you know, the relationship that I have with him... I always kind of channel those sorts of things that I remember us doing and sort of the kind of relationship that we had in a positive Mm. way into our relationship. But also what does hurt is putting myself in the mindset of all of a sudden being left to look after three children Um, and, you know, having to navigate all of that as well as my own grief and my own trauma, like my mum must have had to do. And, She's just, you know, must just incredibly strong, incredibly resilient, um, and yeah, I, you know, more often than not, I have to remind myself about that with her, and and just think, wow, you know, mm. there are so many people out there who are having to experience that, unfortunately, and and you know, it's just finding those little tools to to get through it and yeah. and continue with life, you know, and that's. That's the big thing, isn't it? And that's, yeah. you know, again, with mental health, it's like finding those little nuggets of positivity or think, you know, the passion that we have to still be here that keep us going. And um, yeah, so I,
1: it's, it is amazing how my mum sort of found that. Yeah, to keep yeah. you, to keep you lot buoyed at the same yeah. time as, as being broken into a million pieces is, yeah. again, shows some incredible inner strength and, but it must have did it bring the rest of you together after what had gone on, or did it cause any grief, like yeah. any problems kind of?
2: You I know. think because um I mean my sister was four years younger than me, and then my older sister was about six years older. So she was well, she was about seventeen, I think, when he died. And so it kind of brought us together, but at the same time, it was back in 1992. So we kind of, you know, there was still even then that, that conversation of, oh, let's talk about our feelings and stuff, you know. So yeah. I wouldn't say, I, I, one of the maybe big regrets is that we didn't come together more and share our feelings and ha- where we were at. Yeah. But, you know, when I think about it, when you've gone through such a big trauma, it's quite rare that
1: maybe you would all come together and yeah. talk like that. You know, it's like yeah. not until a couple of years later. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's you all sort of, cause at the end of the day, yeah, you are family, but you're individuals as well. And, and you deal with it in your own individual way. And that might not necessarily be let's all gather in a room and yeah. we'll talk about it. You know, you kind of have to, like you said, you process it in your own way, don't you? And, you're supposed to sit in your own way and also that's kind of that's what
2: a lot of people need to realize as well that just because you know someone's died for you your grief is different to mine you will experience it in different ways everyday life will be different to me um but you are experiencing it you know and so yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of why i always say that you know um no grief is the same like your grief is your grief but i do feel your pain you know it's yeah so it's not I'm always conscious of not telling people how to grieve, you know, because mm. that you know, you there's no set formula to
1: it. No. Yeah. But it's that and it's and when people you know they they say oh they're they're always with you. And I never really understood that before because I I took it at a base level, kind of what they're like, sort of like a ghost, like floating around <laughs> you. But you're like, no, 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 they're in your they're, mm. the, the the love that you felt from that person is in you still. The pictures that you remember of, you know, the memories that you have there, and that's what people meant, is it that you're carrying this, yeah, this little sack, this little satchel around of love and memories, and it's and it, it, it's a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's why. Again, it's like, I'm just so passionate about talking about it because you tell people, people want to remember the loved ones that have died. They want to remember those special memories. They want to talk about them, um, and that's why with children, you know, it's important to kind of get them to draw a picture, um, mm. express how they're feeling. You know, if it's not talking about them, then draw a picture or something like that. You know, because more often than not, they 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 want to remember them and remember their special memories and. And at the end of the day, it's the love that you carry for them, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you yeah. will always hold. So um, it's really important that people
1: understand that, I think. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's really important. Like you said, it's different for each for each individual. Different. It's a different mm. kind of grief that you're experiencing, which yeah. I've no one's ever said that before. You just kind of go, grief. They go to the five stages of whatever, and, you know, it's the same pattern, and you're the first person i have spoken to has gone, no, it's different for everybody, and, and you know.
2: Well, and again, that's sort of the five stages were Elizabeth Kubler-Ross back in the, the late 70s. She put that together in terms of her the work that she did around grief. And But even she was kind of misconstrued in terms of how she meant. She, she did mean that you will come across it you know, yeah. at some point and it's not like one, two, three, four, five and no. you're done. Um, and, and I think as well after that, it's... You know, there's unexpressed and mismanaged grief as well. So if you've kind of not approached maybe all of those feelings at some point, then later on after the grieving process, you're gonna be you're going you're gonna have some struggles, you know, and, mm. and, and encounter those feelings that a lot of people do when they haven't um, haven't addressed it properly yeah you know a bit like me you know I'm part of that I'm part of the unexpressed and mismanaged grief because (laughs) for many years I didn't talk about it you know it's like my mid-20s I thought okay I'm going to revisit counselling I'm going to go and talk to someone and I went to cruise um, and talked to someone there for like six weeks and um, it was really helpful and I just realized I had all this shit still in my head Mm. and and then I was fine for many years and then you know 2017, I was asked to write an article for The Guardian. And that was massively cathartic. Firstly, because I had to delve into all the newspaper clippings and what actually happened. And, and it was really oh, painful. Wow. It was painful because mm. I had to, you know, I had to read about what the guy did and, you know, all the little de- intricate mm. details of, oh, he went to a local supermarket and he stole the boning knife and then he went back and all of this stuff, you know. And so writing about that was, it was a bit like a healing process, I guess, but, but sharing it as well kind of opened where we are yeah. today, really, because it sort of made me realize off the back of um, that article, people got in touch and said, oh, I, I completely feel what you're feeling. I've been experienced this. It just kind of kickstarted the conversation for me personally of just yeah. wanting to
1: share about it um, more and more. Yeah, and I think that it's that's the important bit is that is the sharing, uh, and not not just so you can you can get it out of you and ease your pressure and ease your pain, but to, to show to people that they aren't alone and, they, yeah. and you know, because there is that that tendency to t- shut down and go, I'm the only one that's feeling this way, and I feel shit for feeling this way sometimes, and I don't know what to do with it. And with my partner, there are different anniversaries throughout the year. So there's a birthday, and then there's a day that she was that she they found she was ill, and then the day she passed, and and I always I'm it's because I I forget which one's which, and I and and I get and then I forget <laughs> that and I, oh, I'll forget that it's because I'm like well that was her birthday, that's when she died, so but then there's other ones as well, and and sometimes my partner yeah. would be she'd be angry and, and kicking off, I'm like, oh, why are you kicking off now? I thought it's I thought we were fine, what's going on? Mm. And then and then later on you go, oh shit. Oh yeah, that was an anniversary, and you have to, and so with her, if she was, she, she should, she should be able to tell, be more vocal about it. So then, then I can understand mm. the, what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So these conversations are very important. I think, it, it, yeah, it goes both yeah. ways. Yeah, know? if my, if for, like
2: when I first met my wife, I didn't really talk about what happened to my dad, and that that had always been my approach, really. I think mainly because I didn't want to upset as her as well mm. as obviously upsetting me because. Um, I think for my story, when you tell anyone, it's not, you know, it's not a nice story to tell anyone and it's not, not a nice one to talk about really. So it's not like, Oh yeah, my dad was murdered and such and such. And you know, she's like, Oh great. Okay. Um, but so yeah, I wouldn't talk about it for a long time and she, she, um, maybe didn't know how to approach it with me. Um, Mm. so after sort of a few years of being together, she slowly kind of started to see the signs. And, you know, um, I would also say, oh, this is my, the anniversary of my dad's death, you know, yeah. on the 12th, 12th of May every year. That is the day for me that really stands out because, you know, all of those vivid memories and the yeah. actual, you know, and it's weird. It's like the, the smell in the air, you know, it gets hotter in May. So you feel that sort of temperature change and, you know, all of these little details and, um, So yeah, I think what I'm saying is yeah, through me communicating to her and saying, look, I'm having a shit day today. Yeah, I'm feeling it, and yeah, being open with her so she can actually say something to me or try and help me. She doesn't, you know. Sometimes she won't. She might just lead me to it. And she's got to the point now, which is great, where she'll just say, look, well, what would you like me to do for you? Do you need Mm. me to do anything? Or do you want to be left alone? Shall I take the kids out and you just? you know, have have a bit of a quiet one at home or, yeah. you know, because more, sometimes I might just say, no, no, I want to come. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Uh, so last year, last year we, we went out and, um, wrote notes on balloons, let them off. Oh, um, nice. the, the kids, the kids, each like Otis wrote a note and then Thea wrote a note. And then we went to the field actually where the magical wood, my children's bereavement book, where the sort of the inspiration came from there's this big tree. And, um, and we went to the tree and we 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 let the balloons off. Um, at first, they got stuck in a tree and they wouldn't go off. It was quite funny. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, it's like this gust of wind sort of took them off. And we just, you know, it was amazing for the kids to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, and in the morning, they suggested, "Oh, let's for breakfast. Let's set a place for Grandpa and and um, oh, nice. you know." And 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 that so. If I hadn't said anything to them either the day before, because I remember saying, "Oh, it's grand. It's the anniversary of Grandpa's death tomorrow," and uh, and they were they were like, "Oh, okay." So they kind of thought about it a little bit, and then they were like, "Well, maybe we should have a breakfast, like because we normally we'll have pancakes or something, you know, yeah, like on yeah, someone's yeah. birthday or Christmas, whatever." And um, they were like, "Oh, should we have pancakes?" No. And uh, I was like, "Okay." So then they were like, well, "Let's set a place for them. So. I think, yeah, what I'm trying to say, the communication thing is so key, especially when you're talking to your kids as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just sort of integrating them to everyday everyday yeah. situations and, you know, just letting them be part of the memory. Yeah. It's kind of, it's part of that legacy thing as well, which is really yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, the communication thing is very important, but sometimes, you know, I, I'm only speaking from my experience, my partner would be like, I shouldn't have to tell you, you should... Like, I don't actually know why I'm angry. I've just, I haven't really, I haven't really processed it. I'm just pissed off today. Mm. And then you should, you should know because I've fucking told you enough times. And it's, <laughs> you know, and it, there's something, and then it's like, well, what can I do? It's like, I, I just want you to know. I just want you to know without me telling you yeah. what's happening. I want you to, yeah. and then I want you to do something that I don't know what you want to do. What you, I don't know what I want you to do. Yeah. I want you to do something. <laughs> it, it's, and if it gets, comes a bit tense and it, you know but it's it's gonna happen
2: it's so hard yeah isn't it? and I think it's allowing allowing her to feel like that yeah yeah and yeah. just and just recognizing it and just you know however you I guess it's it's a bit it's a bit like it well like you say she probably won't let you say that but you know what can I do for you yeah what, what can I do to help you know if I can't then that's fine or I'll step back and I'll just leave you to it you know but yeah yeah it's 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 really difficult to 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 um
1: help navigate, when you can't yeah. see the signs or navigate it yeah yeah it's that especially when you're caught up in your own you're caught up in your own bullshit and whatever's going on and
0: especially yeah. this
1: year with everything that's happening you kind of you, you know things sort of fall, fall by the wayside and you, you just forget for a minute and and you and you look like you don't care and it's like no oh, i do I, i'm really sorry i just got lost for a minute but I, yeah. obviously i do care and you know, and then she like she does say she goes, "You won't, you don't. I can't tell you how how it's going to feel mm. until you experience it yourself. You just won't know. You just yeah. won't know." And like yeah. you said, and it's, I, I'm, I. That's why I'm all about, like you said just now, about you, you may not believe in God, or you believe in something. There is something there. That you kind of talk to now and again, and I'm the same. I don't. It's not the traditional picture of a man in the clouds of his beard and he's sitting on this big throne, but there's an energy mm. that I think you kind of connect with. Yeah, you know. I believe. It's, it's the not, energy. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the energy, and and when you pass on, that energy in you goes somewhere, mm. I, I, back into the universe, and you become part of. The universe, because I saw it. I used to work in old people's home and I saw this guy take his last breath. And I don't know if it was just because the sun went behind clouds, maybe. I don't know, but the, the room dimmed when he left. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me go, wow, there is an, it's like it goes somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's amazing because
2: well, five weeks ago when my father in law died, and he, you know, there'd been about six months until, up until he died. And, they said one minute he sort of, he took, he just took a breath like, and then he went, you know. And it's yeah. not that, and I had a really interesting podcast interview with Catherine Mannix, who, who's this amazing um, end-of-life um, sort of doctor. Yeah. And she just said it's not all just like <laughs> traumatic. No. You know, one minute they're there and the next minute it's they've just, it's like they've gone to sleep. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there is something about energy that I feel, and I think that's maybe why I've always felt it, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, and, and it's all, all well and good. And I, I'm not, you know, one to preach either to anybody, who, you know, if they're, if in any religion, you know, it's just a feeling I have in my own outlook. Um,
1: but there's definitely something guiding us along sometimes. Yeah. And I think that when they, they talk about putting, you know, if you put positive energy out into the universe, you'll get positivity back and and i know that sounds maybe hippy dippy and and it's only happened to me in the last couple of years where i've suddenly i've been more positive myself and positive yeah. there is more positivity around me and so yeah that that there is and there is that feeling of energy and sometimes i'll just I'll make, i might just go like i could do that just easing off a little bit that shit mm. bit. and then it kind of it does and i don't think it's something i've done or it the universe is just moving stuff around. It's a yeah. it's a funny one, isn't it? And Have it, you felt that with know. this podcast? Definitely. You know, the sort of... Yeah.
2: The, how positive it is and, you know, yeah. having these conversations with so many different sort of people from different
1: walks of life. Oh, for sure. These are questions like talking to you. I've been looking at, you know, before, as you do as well with yours, you kind of, you know, you look into who the person is and interesting stuff about them and, and, and I was just getting lost in your stuff. I was like, wow, this is... Considering something... So unimaginably, awful happening to you. So much beauty is grown from that. Like this, this incredible tree of love has grown from that awful that awful seed of all hatred and awfulness. Yeah, it's 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 inspiring, and it and it makes me. Feel, and I wouldn't have had that conversation with you if I hadn't done this podcast. You know, yeah. And and and, and talking about death as well. You can't really do it it's difficult to do it this is a safe space for me to go look i know these cl- these questions might be clunky but this is how i just this is what i want to, i want to know you know i want to know yeah. i want to know well, what that's, what, that's you and that's what
2: people listen to isn't it that's why yeah. they listen that's why they want to listen to a podcast it's like you know there's an openness between two people with the conversations that they're having and uh, and exploring just those, you know, mm. little nuggets of somebody's personality or what made them do something or, yeah. you know, because I, sometimes I don't even realise realize it myself of like where I am today, how I got here. And that letter you mentioned there, the 12-year-old self, um, that I just decided to sit down one day and write to myself. It yeah. was kind of a, well, okay, so I've got from A, you know, from this hugely traumatic event to where I am today and it's sort of really... Actually, a few people have contacted me so well, I've written off the back of reading yours. I've decided mm. to go and do mine because wow, yeah. it's a really useful tool. It's just to sort of, you know, it does make you realise that through this awful time you've travelled through this dark tunnel and there was mm. this light at the end, you know, which is where you are today and you can get there. And I think that's why the message is so powerful really is because it, it's, it's it's not saying that, all of a sudden, I was alright, you know. Because yeah. it wasn't, you know. I, I I had to go through a lot of shit and internal trauma and and all that stuff. But I've sort of managed to be driven and and, and I think find a passion. Mm, yeah, I think passion is huge, you know. Especially when you've for anybody if they're if they're thinking suicidal thoughts, if they're you know if they experienced um, not just death but trauma in other aspects. You yeah. know, when they're a child or, or or an adult, you know you have to find that spark in something yeah. in life to keep going. You Absolutely, know? yeah. And if you and if you don't, then you know, unfortunately, you're fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's that. It's, not it's trying to, yeah. It's trying to find something else that will that will keep you up. You know, keep you keep yeah going, keep you buoyed. And it's funny right, writing the letter to your to your your younger self. There is I've I've had a conversation with someone before not on here But in in before the podcast before comedy mm. And it was they had all these thoughts and feelings that they needed to tell someone that was no longer here and so we that I we wrote that they wrote the letter and Then we went and had a bonfire on a beach and then we just put the letter on the bonfire and then watching It, it, it was weird. It's like you could actually see the letters and the and the words mm. going up into the smoke and out into the universe. And it, and the person said, I felt, they felt so much relief that they'd got it out of themselves. Yeah. And then they, they basically sent it to wherever the person is. And they kind of went, yeah, I know that person's seen it. And they know, they now know how I was feeling. And so that was the same with your, with your letter to yourself. Yeah, it's really
2: cathartic. It was, it was a really, you know, um,
1: I think it just made me,
2: it does make you realize all these little things that you've achieved, however big or small, mm. are massive, you know, and, and, and no matter who you are, whatever you've done, you know, yeah. in your career, um, family life, whatever it is, you know, it's just, you have to be proud of, of just finding the strength to do those things. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, um, yeah, I love, I love the, the sort of putting it in a fire and lighting it. actually reminded me of, have you seen The Last Dance on Netflix with, Michael Jordan no,
1: documentary. I, I started basketball. to watch it, I haven't
2: finished it yet. Yeah. yeah. But the coach, I've forgotten his name, is amazing. At the end of all, all their season, like the end of the programme, he gets them all together and they write something, they put it in a oil can. I think it's like an ancient um, uh, Indian sort of tr- tradition. Right, yeah, And you watch it, kind of watch these flames and the everything go up. And it's like a really, uh, you know, it's,
1: it's quite... Um, it's an interesting thing to do emotionally. I think. Yeah, well, like you say, yeah. it gets it gets that out of you, so that doesn't yeah. become a, a a hard nugget of something awful. Yeah. later on, because that's something as well. People don't realise that if you suppress all this stuff, you're going to make yourself ill, and it will mm. it will manifest in physical illnesses. You know, so it's yeah. important to communicate and get it off your chest. You know, it's just finding other things. I mean, I've started. Yeah. I'm, I hate running, but I started
2: running. <laughs> <laughs> Every other day I'm doing it, but I just realized that just moving and doing something, you know, first thing in the morning does yeah. just, you know, just help your body, you know, get that nervous ball of energy if you've got one, you know.
1: and Yeah, um, yeah just just there's lots of little things that you can do, but. Yeah, but it's this, it's this misunderstanding that people have to completely change their lives and they have to they have to get a whole running kit and go to the gym and yeah. it's the only way you're gonna he's like no when people say, like you said passion when you say find something you're passionate about it could be music just you just throw yourself into listening to music or drawing mm. or, or reading or it could be anything whatever it is that that makes you feel better anything that's a release yeah yeah isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so important that that key word find passion in something else is it's perfect. It's exactly what yeah. you need to do, and it's yeah. And I will say you've got good tasting trainers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell a lot about people by their shoes. I always say stuff. that. <laughs> I say that too. <laughs> I could. You do, I. I'm terrible at it. You can judge. You can judge straight away. Might see my I, wife's dismay, but yeah. <laughs> I always, when I meet someone, I can't help it. I just, I go, I go shoes first, and then I go eyes, and that's when not I first. I time,
2: I? When I first moved from London to Bristol, I remember I had to kind of cull a load of my. Uh, Nike Air because I just said too many and she was just like look you can't move in and have all of those so uh, I've sort of treat myself
1: every now and then you know yeah but you found a passion that's the thing I found a passion for, <laughs> yeah expensive passion <laughs> <laughs> I know so people come into my flat and they're like, they're like are you a centipede this is mad they're all, up, they're all up the, they're all up the stairs it's thousands
0: it's
1: yeah, like Isn't that. It? yeah yeah uh, but do you find it difficult when cause in the news like in, now there's a story in the news that the poor the poor girl um so awful happened to her and mm. how do you feel about that when those stories come up it must it must poke a hole in in what yeah in, in the defense not defenses but in what you've built up and how do you, do you know what feel last that? yeah last night i was i was talking to
2: simone about it actually and just the thought that one minute someone was there walking along mm. home, walking home. And the next minute someone's decided to snatch him away and, and just yeah. end their life, you know, yeah. and that's just, it's just horrendous, you know, how one person can think like that. And yeah, I guess when I see something in the news like that, it does sort of resonate, you know, obviously for her, but for a family. Mm. Yeah. That that was That was the big thing that popped into my head last night was, Her poor fucking family and how they're feeling today. Because I would imagine she was, you know, on the phone to them that day, having just a normal conversation, you know, like like I experienced, you know, just yeah, see you later, have a good day.
1: Yeah, gone. You know, and then you can't. And it must be really hard to comprehend that they're not there anymore. Like you, yeah. You get like, I was going to give that. I'm going to give him. Oh, no, I can't. I'm going to. Oh, I'm going to. Oh shit, I can't. That must be. I, I can't get my head around that, how it must feel. That is the, that's the thing
2: that hurt the most really was because, I mean, me and my dad used to go and play sport together with that classic sort of father and son thing. And you know? then we'd go and play football or he'd take me to football. We'd go and play tennis and um, do a lot of those things sort of together. He'd take me out into the, the green outside our house and, you know, teach me how to trap footballs, you know, stuff like that. And and so, all of a sudden, for that to be gone, yeah, was yeah, it was was terrible, and and from actually for a couple of years, I'd sort of knocked sport on the head, and I didn't want to do it. You know, I remember my PE teacher coming up to me and saying, "Oh, why aren't you playing football?" I said, like, "I don't really want. I don't want to play." it You know, he was like, "Well, if you actually no, sorry, it was rugby." He was like, "Why aren't you playing rugby?" I said, "I don't want to play rugby." And he goes, "Well, you're not going to be able to play football then," you know. And it was. I was like, "Hang on, what? (laughs) Hang on." (laughs) I do realise that about a year ago, my dad was, you know, killed, and you know, all of this stuff, and and so, yeah. When someone just disappears and they're gone from your life, there are so many things that you just don't want to do anymore because they remind you and they're painful. And 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 I guess for anyone, even that you know, experienced you know a death twenty years ago, a song can trigger. Yeah, you know, emotions and 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 it could be anything, and I think that's why grief never leaves. Really, it's because it's ever present in the mm. reminders of of of, of uh, them being in your life, and and yeah. so yeah, for that poor girl's family, you know, they're going to be going through all of that
1: right now, and it's just horrendous. Yeah, you know? and then you've got now we've got. Um, social media and now there's conversations you know the the, the guys going oh, it's not all men it's not all men and then you go yeah but it's it is men and it's something that us other men have to deal with we have to Yeah, you know, I, I i tweeted about it today because i i'm a few years ago i was at a comedy festival and there was a, a comic with us and she uh, was a, a woman and she stood up and she went i have to go because uh Unlike you lot, I, I, I have to worry about getting raped and murdered on the way home. And I went, well, men get raped as well. You know, I did that bullshit thing. And then it wasn't until later on someone went, yeah, by men. It's men. Men yeah. do it. You know, it, yeah. it's not stories of men walking home casually and getting dragged in a car and murdered. It's mm. it's always men that do it. And that's why we should be having these conversations and, and picking up on shitty behavior from friends or people, that, you know, if you see it and... Yeah. You know? I think I think you're right.
2: then you need to call
1: call them up on it and just yeah. say
2: you do realise what you just said, however you said it, however small you think it is, you know.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, to somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll hear I've heard men talking the way they talk about women, and I'm like, Wow, are we in the seventies still? This is they're not talking about them as people. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm gonna go out on a pool tonight, there's loads of girls in this bar or whatever I'm going to go and get one of them and you're like oh my god have you not been (laughs) paying attention to anything mate this is
2: it's crazy yeah it's
1: mad it's mad how still
2: today but that's I don't know that's that's kind of something that they feel within their group within their friendship group whatever it is their family life that it's still an ever-present you know okay thing to talk about and and it's it's not something. It's an easy educate. I think it's just no, something you exactly. we'll have to really keep going at. Um, yeah. But like you know, like the whole racism thing as well. You know, which this week has been massive. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, the conversation won't go away. You have to keep talking about
1: it. Yeah. And um, well, this is the thing. I had it last week with a family member. We were talking about something. Um, I was talking about the 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 the, uh, the vaccines. And they were saying, they were starting to tell me that it was like, well, you know, people from different ethnicities are getting more affected by this, that, and, the other. and I'm like, but a lot of those people are frontline workers. It's not really to do with their ethnicities because they're frontline workers. So, of course, they're getting affected more. But that's not the point. It's like they go, oh, yeah, they're getting it first, and blah. And it was, and it was always they and them, and then, and, uh, and then they said, "All lives matter," and I had to stop. I'm like, yeah. it isn't that? It's not. Of course, all lives matter, but it's not all lives that are getting stomped on by the police, and it's not all lives that are getting killed for no reason, and and it's not, and it's, it's, it's systemic. And I know that comes up a lot, but we were talking about. Um, I was like, you don't see many black people stood outside stately homes of the of their of their ancestors. You know, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. The whole system is rigged against people of colour and that's yeah. that's what we need to be talking about, you know. Yeah, I, I watched a really interesting documentary on iPlayer last night and uh,
2: it was from uh, Naga from um, BBC News. And, um, yeah, there was a Chinese girl who was she was a student in Edinburgh, I believe, and, um, yeah, the racism that she's received because of the coronavirus over yeah, the last yeah, year. yeah, yeah you know and the sort of the ignorance of people just thinking <laughs> okay it's your fault yeah it, it yeah uh, it might have been originated from china but that doesn't mean that no. it's that person's fault you know <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't give you the right to go and be racist to them and and call them all the words under the sun you know and it's just i don't get how and while social media obviously plays a big part of that how people yeah, think course. that they can just write a few sentences and talk to them like they're shit yeah and you wouldn't go up to them on the street and talk to them like that. No, you know? of course it's, not. And well, so was... that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go on. Yeah. No, I was going right, to say yeah. it's just
2: it's a big problem. It's a, yeah. it's how And it's still there and it's still in the background. Yeah. However, however much you might say it's not, and um, and like you say, it's <laughs> when the sort of the all lives matter, um, you know, it's 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 not really truly thinking about
1: what is the issue no um, exactly yeah yeah yeah, exactly you know. yeah they're just they're just taking it at face value and like yeah. oh, why are they why are they getting all this attention white people die as well and you're like oh, yeah but that's not what we're saying they don't yeah. die at the hands of others in in horrific ways you know yeah. in the same way in the same way and and it you know and it, the amount of times i get looked at it's just like oh why are you banging on about it and you're like because i have to Mm. because I have to that's how I feel I feel I yeah. have to I feel we have to and it's never going to unfortunately it doesn't even feel like it feels like we're at the very beginning of the conversation still yeah. after all this time my family are from Brixton so I remember the riots I remember watching the riots as a kid Yeah. not understanding what was going on but knowing it was happening and you know so even back then and before that you know hundreds of years mm. but we're only now it feels starting that conversation and it-
2: yeah i mean it's a different strat I, my obviously my children are mixed race and so mm. 2015 i started writing the children's books for for them essentially and and so they are the, the characters in the books yeah right. and then after doing a bit of research i was like there's no children's characters in the mainstream no. bookstores that are bame or mixed race and you know uh, and they, so my children wouldn't be able to go into a bookshop and see someone like them in a book, you know. Yeah. And so that kind of spurred me on to want to write them. So I've written sort of two books for them each. But even today, I've sat on a panel in, I think, 2018 um, in London for the um, sort of society, library society, to try and sort of think about how the voting could be more diverse. And, and that was 2018, and now we're not really no. any far, far on. And, and, and it's because there's still not an urgency to, to yeah. or realizing how urgent it is to, to change this. But that comes, that goes hand in
1: hand with so many other elements of racism really, doesn't it? And yeah, but and it's, it's that, it's that, it's this. The, now we go. They go. Oh, we need more diversity on TV, and and we need more diversity on this and that. And you go. No, we need more diversity behind the scenes as well. This is still white people calling the shots. This is still. This is still white people saying. Oh, we need. We need a black person for this show, and we need a Chinese person for that. And da, 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 da. Like, no, no, no. You. This you lot need to change. That's when we make changes up front. That's, yeah. You know, and, and those conversations aren't aren't happening yet. But no. this just seems like a lot of people trying to hang on to their jobs you know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's like oh look, look look, this is all black people this is all women you're like yeah but this mm. office isn't look at this office this is not diverse at it's all so true <laughs> yeah. so it's you know <laughs> yeah. but you know i don't um all we can do like we've said is have these conversations so but exactly you know i'm glad you're in a you're in a you're in the place that you're that you're at it's after everything you've gone through to be where you're at and doing the work you do your podcasts and your books and it's it's it, i'm not i'm not kissing your ass but it's it really is inspirational and i'm really glad that i got to talk to you thank you mate and it's no, really, I, I really it's appreciate awesome. that it's been Yeah, great
2: man i mean it's nice to hear as well sometimes you sort of you don't always think about it you know yeah you just think you've um i don't know you've experienced something and now you're Trying to make a little difference about it, but you don't always. Um, maybe, maybe it's the uh, being modest in me, not wanting to recognise it as much, you know. But I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, the letter to my twelve-year-old self, I guess, was that kind of pat on the back to say, you know, you are where yeah. you are, and, and and you should be proud about that. And and yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. goes that goes for so many people. Hopefully, a lot of people listening as well. Just, you know, just thinking how far you've come since whatever it was that you that turned your life around you know in a negative way and how you've treated it as a positive um and a lot of, a lot of people need to realize that more i think you know it's so, yeah. sort of giving yourself a pat on the back
1: yeah absolutely know. absolutely yeah. and and all, all power to you man it's uh, it's been a, <laughs> an absolute joy and uh, yeah, thank you. And I apologise if like I say if might clunky in places. I don't, you know, I'm not. I'm a comedian by trade. This is all new to me. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to navigate this 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 new world, and and uh, sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I and so I'll I'll because I'm, I'm 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 so interested. I'm like I'll start. I'll try not to talk over you, but I'm like I've got uh, this to ask you as well while I'm listening to what you so say. I apologise if that's if that's happened. You've These are the best conversations, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, these, these ones. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a joy. Where where can we find you online? So you can find me on Instagram
2: at Mark Lemon Official. Um, you can find our website LemonDropBooks.co.uk, and that's where all our children's books are. I'm a little bit on Twitter, but not hugely. Um, right. So yeah, I guess mainly Instagram and our,
1: our uh, website. Excellent yeah. stuff. Mark, it's been an absolute joy. And thank you for sorting out all your stalls and, and getting the <laughs> sound right. Well, when I hear producer Paul's uh, guys go, oh, can you do that? Can you? I, I'm like, oh God, I couldn't ask that. I'd just, whatever it, wherever you were at, I'd go, yeah, that'd do, that'd do. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on That's you. That's what he's here for. No, thank yeah, you so be. much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Mark.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Made by Dark Horse, Digital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.